Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and yes, in some cases, offensive. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. You know what? There's adult content ahead, and you have been warned. Welcome, heathens! Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the weird, wonderful, unexplained, eerie, scary, and downright unbelievable. There will be tales of ghosts, murder, supernatural beings, and unexplained mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, relax, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, you know what, I'm in a good mood, and we are wrapping up the year with a great big bow on it so we can get back to our normal weekly spookiness. That's right, it's the last Dark Enigma before the end of the year. So, with all that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and, well, have nowhere else to go tonight. That choice of libation is always yours, my darlings, so choose your poison accordingly. Me, I'm hitting the champagne and lots of it, my darlings. Alright, now for the game part. How about every time I say year... That's going to be a single shot. And every time we say new, that's going to be a double shot. I'm planning on getting pretty drunk. I hope you are too. All right. Now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. So grab a flute of the bubbly, don your festive hat, and let's raise a toast to the year that never seems to end, 2020. That's right, my darlings, we're saying goodbye to the never-ending year 2020 and putting up our best hopes for 2021. And with so much loss and strife this year, it's hard to believe that anything truly joyous has happened. But we can't move forward without looking back. So let's take a little time today to reflect on the events that have added to our lives so we can embrace them and accept the new year that is almost upon us. We've lost so many voices this year, it's hard to remember we have to continue on this path without them. While I could list the many, many, many people, both famous and not, it would take a library of books to name them all. So, instead, I decided I was going to share in groups of their notoriety, or what they're known for. And I do this not to diminish any one particular loss. There's just so many of them to name. I just had to draw the line somewhere. So we're going to start with the people that aren't actors. They're not singers. They're not sports stars. But they are stars in their own right and their chosen fields. People like authors and activists, family members of celebrities. You know, you get the gist. So let's start with Benjamin Keough, which if you don't is don't know it, it's um, Elvis Presley's grandson. Amy Harwick, Elizabeth Wurzel, Lynn Shelton, Phyllis George, James Lipton, Zinzi Mandela, C.T. Vivian, John Lewis, and let's not forget the notorious RBG herself, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
Our next category is actors and actresses. And before you start going, well, what about him? And what about her? The legends will be later on. So how about hold out, okay? These are younger actors and actresses. Not necessarily as famous, maybe a little bit famous. We don't know, but just people that are actors and actresses under the age of 50. Let's, or well, let's say under the age of 70. We'll put it at that. So we have Bollywood actor Irfan Khan, Sylvia Horta, Lynn Cohen, Shushant Singh Rajput, Mary Pat Gleason, Kelly Preston, Grant Imahara, Stevie Lee, Naya Rivera, the great Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Chisholm, and Natalie Dazelf Reed. Then, of course, I have to go to sports, which you guys know I don't do sports, so don't send me emails going about, what about these people? You know what? Be glad that I, I had at least one in there, all right? From sports, we had Fred Curly Neal, La Parca, Don Larson, Cliff Robinson, and of course, Kobe Bryant. Moving on to the world of music, we lost this year Kenny Rogers, Neil Peart, Lexi Alage, David Olney, Pop Smoke, Andre Harrell, Betty Wright, Bob Kulik, Peter Green, Nikki McKibben, Doug Supernaw, King Vaughn, Little Richard, and lastly, the one that broke my soul, Eddie Van Halen. Alright, now we come to our legends. And yes, I should have put Eddie Van Halen in the legends, but you know what? I didn't, so get over it. These folks, well, they were in it for the long haul, and they will remain in our hearts for many years to come. Some you'll know, some you won't, but they are all legends. In fact, the whole list is legends. Let's say goodbye to Kirk Douglas, Buck Henry, Fred Willard, Max von Sydow, Ian Holm, Jerry Stiller, Earl Cameron, John Saxon, Wilfred Brimley, Olivia de Havilland, Diana Rigg, Regis Philbin, Rhonda Fleming, Sean Connery, Elsa Raven, Alex Trebek, David Prowse, and lastly, Dame Barbara Windsor. Lastly, I thought I'd throw in a couple of coronavirus deaths because we're still facing this pandemic. So we're just going to stick to a few of those, which were the big ones, like Nick Cordero, country legend Charlie Pride, Vegas performer Roy Horn from Siegfried and Roy, politician Herman Cain, and singer-actor Trini Lopez. Again, just because I only mentioned a few doesn't diminish any losses that we've suffered this year, both personal, professional, and celebrities. In fact, it's time like this that afford us the time to quiet our minds and slow down our lives and remember those who have touched our hearts, minds, and very souls. And with that, I segue into today's topic. For most of the year, I've tried to be funny, thoughtful, provocative, and more importantly, weird, which hashtag winning, right? But today's message is one of hope, a message that we don't really share often enough, maybe because we're scared of the stigma or we worry what it would mean if someone actually knew. So today we're going to be talking about loss and loss prevention, but in a little bit of a different way than what you're used to. See, for me, the holidays are, for the most part, a little sad and overwhelming. And I've come to think of you, my lovely heathens, out there as my family. And yeah, I started to wonder, do you guys ever feel that way too? You know, sad and overwhelmed. 
And, you know, I started talking to a few of my friends and we started to discuss how the holidays seem to be a time when people feel most hopeless. When the intention is actually to make people feel thankful or hopeful for the new year. Yeah, we lose on that one. So I decided before we put away 2020 and say our goodbyes. And yes, better shout Jumanji at midnight so we can get the fuck out of this game. Well, it's a perfect time to remind ourselves that there is someone we know out there that is struggling. Now, I'm not talking about the daily I need money or what did my spouse do or why can't I be famous struggles. No, I'm talking about something a little bit deeper and a whole lot darker. Now, a number of my friends believe people are most likely to commit suicide around Christmas. But the truth is that suicide rates peak in the springtime, not the winter. And this is probably because the rebirth that marks springtime accentuates feelings of hopelessness in those that are already suffering with it. In contrast, around Christmas time, most people with suicidal thoughts are offered some degree of protection by the proximity of their relatives and, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, the prospect of things getting better from here. Yes, we should remember that at Christmas, it can be a very lonely and overwhelming time for a lot of people. And we really just need to keep checking in on our loved ones all throughout the year. And why? Well, because while many people think that suicide is uncommon, nearly 30,000 people in the U.S. alone die by suicide every year. And the attempted suicide rate is so high, it's estimated that one person attempts suicide every minute. Think about that for a second. Every single minute. Worldwide, suicide claims more deaths than accidents, homicides, and war combined. And many cases of suicide, particularly in the elderly, go completely undetected and unaccounted. Psychiatrists believe that over 90% of suicides are not the result of a rational decision, but rather a mental disorder. And these can be particularly intense in people with mental disorders who are unmedicated or who are resistant or non-compliant with their medication and are who, or who are experiencing certain high-risk symptoms such as delusions of persecution, control, jealousy, guilt, and commanding second-person auditory hallucinations. You know, that random voice in your head that says, Hey, take that knife and kill yourself. Yeah, don't listen to that voice. But the suicide rate falls during times of cohesion or coming together, such as during an international sporting tournament or, say, maybe, I don't know, a rousing holiday party. During such times, there is not only a feeling of being in it together, but also a sense of anticipation and curiosity as to what's going to happen next. The suicide rate rises during times of economic depression and during times of economic boom, as people feel left behind, as if every Tom, Dick, and Harry seems to be racing ahead without us. So, including your forlorn friend in your holiday party, even if all they do is sit by the punch bowl or, you know, like me, sits and talks to the dogs, can go a long way to helping them deal with the pain and disenchantment that they're feeling. Knowing that they have someone to turn to to talk to can mean the difference between life and death, literally. 
Now, this is important because you can't assume that someone who's been admitted to a hospital is no longer at risk because psychiatric inpatients are at an especially high risk of committing suicide despite the sometimes continuous care and supervision that they receive. Inpatients suffering from illnesses that are terminal, that involve chronic long-term pain or disability, or that directly affect the brain are at an especially high risk of suicide. Some examples of those illnesses include cancer, early onset diabetes, stroke, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, and AIDS. Death is a loss that we have no control over, and in some cases, death was only the beginning of the turmoil. From domestic and international violence, Islamic State beheadings, racial tensions, elections, after-election trauma, and unexpected celebrity deaths, this year just couldn't have been more turbulent if it tried. I sat down thinking I would simply put up my usual episode and, you know, be done with it, be on my merry way. But the more I thought, the more I felt compelled to pour out my feelings to you guys because I love you. I could spend this time filling the pages with all the dark and disturbing things that are wrong with this world, but what would that accomplish, really? Well, nothing. It would just be one more proverbial straw on the camel's back, and you'd go on to your regular life. I like to look back on one of the most traumatic deaths in most recent years, my personal role model, Joan Rivers. I loved her. I didn't have the honor or pleasure of knowing the woman, but I held her in the highest of regards. She was allergic to pretense and built her career on stripping back the veneer of contentment in life over and over again. Her currency in this life was truth, and she was wise enough to see how scared people are of that one thing, the truth. With class and humor, she brought the truth into the light, kicking and screaming all the way, and we laughed. Truly believe that comedy was a way to make people laugh at everything and deal with it. Relentless and a compulsive workaholic, she never stopped for even a moment. For some, she was the queen of mean. But in truth, she knew that life was mean, and she was here to show us just how funny it could be. A comedic and philosophical genius, the absence of her voice has been one that I miss most of all. And I take comfort in my personal mantra, what would Joan say? But the world still keeps growing darker. So, to bring us full circle, and bring the hope back into this holiday season, I would like to offer up a simple wish for every person who hears this, and every person living on this big blue marble that we just call home. What is my wish for you this new year? Well, first of all, given the whole Jumanji get us out of here, my actual wish for you is this. More. I wish you more. That's right, I know you're going, what the hell are you talking about? You're probably wondering what I mean by this, or thinking that I've lost my mind. And you know what, you could possibly be right on both. But here's what I mean. I wish each and every one of the 7.8 billion people on this earth more of each of the following items. Love, compassion, kindness, strength, weakness, faith, wisdom, knowledge, patience, joy, quiet, noise, celebration, belief, courage, bravery, skill, questions, understanding, laughter, comfort, mystery, goosebumps, light, time, energy, recognition, praise, 
truth, justice, curiosity, concern, focus, doing, sharing, excitement, mistakes, failures, giving, helping, sunshine, inspiration, honesty, dreams, peace, sympathy, control, relaxation, trust, health, acceptance, and last but certainly not least, forgiveness. I know, it's quite the list, and you'll probably have to listen to it two or three times just to get everything. But this morning, I reread the suicide note of someone who deserved exactly what I wish for each of you. And as I read their words and allow my heart to feel that pain, I realize what an ugly, horrible world that this can be. And I saw that even though this person endured that pain, their very last thought was for the rest of humanity. In their own words, my death needs to mean something and fix society, please. Well, it's up to the rest of us now. So stop blaming and pointing fingers. Violence is not the answer. This doesn't fix anything. You must look to yourself and be better. It's time to stand up and say enough and time for a change. If each of us made the choice to be a better version of ourselves, we can make this world a better place for everybody. So, again, for those in your life that you love and for all the people in this world that don't feel they have enough love, be more, do more, Give more, and most of all, love more. Greet everyone with an open heart and open mind, and be the best version of yourself. Let's all learn to be unaffected by the unkind or harsh words of others. Let's learn not to use unkind or harsh words ourselves. Let's learn to trust more and worry less. Let's live with our arms wide open and accept people as they are, not how we want them to be. Let's be strong and courageous in the face of atrocity, and let's not give in to the temptation to retaliate. Let's be the voice against injustice, but not the swift hand of judgment. Let's all believe the best in people and give people our best. Let's be kind and generous instead of cold and calculating. Let's realize that trouble is only a storm on the horizon and that, guess what? It does pass. Let's stop trying to be the best, richest, or most popular and simply try being the best person we can be. Let's offer our hands to those less fortunate or in need and lift them up and not hold them down. Let's notice the little things and see beauty in everything, no matter how hard it is. Let's shut out the dark as much as we can and live in the light. In closing, I would like to wish you all the very best holiday season, and I hope that it's filled with happiness, love, and peace. I offer you one more thing before you go. One simple challenge. A friend recently reshared a video from quite a few years ago of a homeless man who received $100 and used the money to share with other people in need. Imagine that for a minute. A man, down on his luck, with nothing to his name, suddenly comes into what he feels is a large sum of money, and instead of seeing himself, he saw others. And 
why is it that the people with the least always seem to give the most? So my challenge, you ask? Forget about the I, me, and mine, and start thinking ours. This is not my world. It's our world. Start seeing your fellow man, woman, and child as more than just another person. After all, we are the human race. We are all brothers and sisters in the same family, which I know can get a little weird, but whatever. A strike against any of my brothers and sisters is a strike against me, because if we stand together, we will remain unbroken. And one last thing for you to take into 2021, love always is and always will be the answer. And with that, my darlings, we have come to the end of our episode. I thank you for joining me here today, and I hope that you will take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have suggestions for some future shows, or you just want to chit chat, drop me a line because I do reply to all emails. And on that note, that's all the time I have this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio, and don't forget to tune in next time. And before we go, I'm going to say it one more time. You better say Jumanji at midnight because if this shit goes on, I'm coming after you. (laughs) I'm kidding, my darlings. I love you. See you next time, my heathens. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.